Hello, hello, hello. Okay, we are here. So, context, we're still in quarantine. You know, nature changed. Except Georgia did open up, which I think is the dumbest decision it's ever made, you know. I mean, not as dumb as um lynching people and being racist as hell, but you know, that's besides the point. So, Georgia's open for all of my friends who want to go get their nails done, who want to go get haircuts. Hey, nobody's going to see you. Have a seat. Relax. It's okay. And if people do see you, we all going through the same thing. It's not just like some people are in quarantine and others aren't. We're all in quarantine. So how about you sit down, relax, and listen to, um, what's the song by Lauren Hill? Duop. That thing. Listen to that. And just let that motivate you. That's actually the song that I listened to that had me stop getting acrylics for a while. So do that. Anyways, we're here. I'm a little tipsy because you know it's my graduation weekend. Whoop whoop, go me, class of 2020. I'm that bitch. Yeah. Um, I am that woman for all of my older followers who uh, don't like when I curse. I, I am a woman of respect and integrity. Amen. Okay, so <laughs> this week I wanted to talk to y'all about some things that have been happening during quarantine, some theories. This mainly comes from me just having so much alone time to myself. I just, I feel like I think about things so deeply now. Um, so I'll share some of the things that I've been thinking about ideas that I've been thinking about and then I'll also get into uh what our listeners sent us which is dope um also I really think that I want to do like listener letters I don't know if I want to give advice or I feel like I have to give advice if you send me a letter but like just telling your experiences I really just want letters about your experiences because I think it's like very interesting to see how people handle different situations, you know, because the way that I handle situations is not the same way that like Beyonce is going to handle situations, mainly because she makes a lot more money than me and doesn't have shit to worry about, um, except for raising her price, things like that. But you know. Okay, so what have I been thinking about during this quarantine? Um... The first thing was how I determine my value as like as an individual, right? Because a lot of people put their value in different things. Some people put their value in their relationships. Some people put their value in their religion. How good are they at being a religious person? Um, some people put their value in their friendships. How good are they as a friend? Some people put their value in how good they are at a certain activity like a sport or being in a certain club or um, their academics. Um, so I think that this time has been particular, particularly challenging for me just because I put my value in my professional success. And this stems from a very um, vulnerable time for me. So basically, if I'm not completely busy all the time, I feel like I'm just not doing anything with my life. Like, I'm not being successful. I'm not making moves. Um, and it's, like, very devastating. Um, 
And so that's why I'm consistently learning, consistently doing something. This podcast is a part of that. I mean, a part of it being a venting space for me and bringing knowledge to others, it's also a way for me to occupy my myself, excuse me, during this time. Um, so yeah, so that stems from my senior year of high school. I had this boyfriend and he had a job. Um, and I didn't have a job, right? My mom always told me that school was my job. So like when summer was out, I didn't have a job. I was just sitting at home, you know, I didn't have track because it was this weird in between time where seniors graduate. So you don't have like team workouts anymore. And I wasn't planning on running at Worcester originally. Um, so I didn't have those summer workouts. So I was just sitting at home, literally being super lazy. I don't, I honestly don't know how I made it through that summer besides walking my dog, because other than that, I was just texting my boyfriend. And it was to the point where it was toxic in the sense that I was always texting him. Like if I wasn't getting a reply from him, it was an issue. Um, And I had to work through that. And the way that I sort of went against that was through when I got to school. And I mean, by the time we had broken up, I was just so heartbroken. I was like, you know what's going to make me less heartbroken if I involve myself in things so much that I don't think about it anymore. Right? Right. Um, So that's when I started getting jobs. And so now I think that I've put my value less in what people think of me romantically and more in what I'm doing work-wise, which is very Capricorn of me, um, which is completely annoying because I hate feeding into generalize scripts set for people but um it's fine and so that's the main theory that I've been thinking about other theories that I've been thinking about um (sighs) for a while I thought that coronavirus was population control um I still think that it's being manipulated by political structures to be used as population control I don't know if they're listening right now but um Trump fuck you and that's all I have to say. But also, I pray for you because you need help. You need serious help, my guy. If you think that I should be just, you know, taking some Lysol, mixing that into my everyday tea and drinking that, and that's going to help me not get Corona. <sighs> Anyways, so that was that. Um, hmm. Other things? I've been listening to a lot of new music, which has been amazing. Um, let's see. What do I think about some of the things that have been coming out? Levin Kali, I need y'all to stop sleeping on him. He's great. Um, haven't listened to JoJo's new album yet. I'm very hesitant because I just don't know how she's grown as an artist. Drake's demo tapes were subpar. Drake really fell off a long time ago. Um, Views aged well. Um, Scorpion, eh, is I. Uh, really excited for Kehlani's album. The Meg Thee Stallion Savage remix, amazing. Um, Alina Baraz's project is super dope. She has a song Morocco with Black. Yo. <laughs> Yo, that song, that song is crazy good. Um, Masego dropped some new stuff. The baby, his okay. First of all, I know that all his sounds songs sound the same, but 
all his songs are bangers, so I'm gonna keep listening. <laughs> um, Division's new album was good. Yo, did anybody else not know that there were two people for the longest time? Okay, good. Just wanted to make sure. Um, other than that, that's like the new music I've been listening to. Um, I think that it's great that artists have had this time to finish their projects that they were working on. This is like ideal for them because they're not missing out on anything while they're making this project. You know, I remember when Drake first came out with Thank Me Later, he was talking about how like everybody up in the club and his friends was like, why wasn't you coming out? And he was like, because I'm working on the tracks that's putting you all in the club and it's getting you all lit. And you know, now you don't have to do that, Drake. You don't have to make tracks for people to play in the club because nobody's going to the club. So it's amazing. Um, okay, so besides those, let's get into what some of our listeners were talking about. Um, so I posted this on my regular page and my actual page. So my regular page is Flower Child. You can follow me. It's F-L-O-W-E-R-K-H-I-L-D. Because, you know, my name's Corey, so I put a K. I thought that that was smart. Um, and then y'all know the Rags 2 podcast page right now, I would hope. But it's Rag 2, Rags 2 podcast um, on Instagram. Okay. Let's see. So thoughts that people have been having since coronavirus. We got some emojis in here. That's not a thought. Um, sending love and light to you. Thank you, sis. I, I really appreciate that. Live in Arkansas or California? Y'all, what is in Arkansas? I'm not even saying this as like shade. I just really don't know what's in Arkansas. I'm a, but also Cali, the price of living is horrible. It's overpopulated. Um, they basically force you to be a vegan at that point. Um, besides in and out, I ain't seen niggas go nowhere else that got food with meat in it. Besides in and out. And I heard that the burger's so par. So that just don't sound fun to me. Um, it's overpriced. Um, there's a lot of those cliche celebrities out there that I really don't care about. But... I mean, I fuck with most of y'all. It's just the Kardashians that I'm kind of just like, eh, not really feeling. Um, so I'm a, you know, Cali is still lit though. So I'm gonna have to go with Cali over Arkansas, sis. I just don't even know what's in Arkansas. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, the people that are asking me to listen to their SoundCloud, absolutely not. Um... And, you know, they're, they're strategic about it now. They'll be like, <laughs> they'll be like, let me know what you think of my last post. And I'm just like, okay, let's on your last post that I need to think about. And it's a link to their SoundCloud, which is driving me crazy. Um, there's a quote that says, everything you can imagine is real. Uh, I mean, sometimes I imagine that everybody who did me wrong is gonna come back and apologize but that's not the case you know because some people just truly think that they didn't do you wrong and I mean maybe they didn't maybe you just think that they did you wrong so between that and believing in unicorns I must say that Pablo Picasso might have been wrong on this one he wasn't a philosopher that nigga was just an artist so you know I'm not I'm not going 
holding him against him or anything, but uh, I don't think that's the case. Um, favorite song right now? I did talk about Morocco a little bit earlier, but my favorite song right now, um, so, hold on. I, so every time I wake up in the morning, I have a specific song that's like, the line will play in my head, and then I have to listen, I have to find the song. Um, but the song that I've been listening to lately is Spaceship by Kanye West on his album, The College Dropout, mainly because he's talking about how when he was getting started in, like, just his career in general, he was just trying to make money part-time, working at The Gap, right? And while they will be in the back accusing him of stealing and stuff because, you know, racism is real, systemic racism is the worst, at the same time, when white people will come in the store, they'd be like, oh, we let a black person work here. We're diverse. And the fact that the same shit is still going on today is literally hilarious. Hilariously sad. Meaning I can't cry, so I'm going to laugh at it. Um, so that's my favorite song right now. Um, what else? What else do we have here? All right. Whew. Been thinking about toxic men and relationships I've been in. Oh, boy. All right. Toxic relationships. This is... Something that I've actually, like, been contemplating lately, like, if I, how I believe in the idea, how I conceptualize it, how it affects me personally, because in my mind, I've been in a lot of toxic situationships, and they're not at the same rate as I've had healthy relationships, so it's not, like, a good, healthy balance, you know what I'm saying? Um... Excuse me. So, I think to do the toxic tango, it takes two. Now, don't get me wrong. There are people that definitely manipulate the shit out of you. Um, and you just cannot tell that they're completely toxic. But that's a part of it, right? Because it depends on where you are at in your life. I think a lot of the situations that I got into, I knew before they even got to a point where it was super toxic that I was not ready for a relationship of any kind. Not to say that everybody who ends up in a situationship is looking for a relationship originally, but that's typically the circumstances, right? You typically want a relationship the other person doesn't. But then the other person still wants you to be in their life in the meantime. So they egg you on, they may hit you up from time to time, but not when you need them, only when they need you. And that's how they get at you, right? Because they make you feel like they need you until you think, oh, I'm needed. Okay, this person needs me to do something for them. I have value in this person's life. Yeah, you have value. You know what else has a value? A car until it runs out of gas. And then you're like, damn, I have no fucking gas. And because this person is needing you so much, you don't have the time to refuel. You don't have the ability to go to the gas station. You want to know why? Because your toxic partner is calling you all the goddamn time. So you don't have the time to go to the gas station to get no gas. So you can't go nowhere. Um, 
And that's sort of my idea about toxic relationships. I think it's become extremely relevant during coronavirus because a lot of people are stuck in their house. And I um, personally don't have experience with this, but my heart really does go out to people who are in like domestically abusive relationships. That is so heartbreaking for me. Um, And I'm just really like praying for whoever is going through that. Other toxic situations that were happening before this, I hope that the time away from this person gives you the ability to see how people are really moving around you and what you really mean to people now that you can't offer them your physical presence um or all the resources that you were potentially offering them before uh so that's kind of my take on toxic relationships um I do want to say that I appreciate the people who are reaching out to make amends with people that they've hurt in the past. I think that that's admirable. I think that it's necessary. I think that it's valuable. And, you know, forgiveness does not exactly mean that this person is going to be your best friend. This person is going to come back into your life and be your long lost love or whatever. You know, that's not what that means. It just means that, you know, they took the time to realize what they did wrong and they need you to know that. Um, and just because a person does that does not mean that you have to automatically forgive them. That does not mean you have to say that it's okay. Um, I think the phrase it's okay is completely false. Um, and I think that it just means that, you know, it's there, it's on the table and you do with that what you want. If you don't want to accept it, you don't have to accept it. Um, you might not accept it because that person's blocked. So you never even know if they reach out to you. but yeah, so that's mainly what I've been thinking about. Let's see. Um, where did all these hornets come from? You know what, my good sis? Uh, I kind of think about the Hunger Games and how they just have like these <laughs> technological like. things designed to destroy us kind of just like in a lab somewhere and then they just release them hoes the mosquitoes have always been there or hornets my bad my bad um it's just another i don't know uh yeah i have no idea where these hornets came from sis i'm i'm just as stuck as you i'm really pressed about it no cap because I could just be going for my run trying to live I get stung by a hornet and I just die and it's like they're deadly hornets like you don't have to be allergic to the hornet nigga the hornet's just gonna kill you um but it's fine it's fine we're gonna be good though we're gonna wear our bug spray I hope that helps let's see okay setting boundaries within platonic and romantic relationships Ooh, child I feel like everybody's working on this because platonic and romantic relationships are literally not that different when you sit down and think about it um people are expecting something from you you're giving something to that person you might buy gifts for this person you might give this person hugs the only difference between a platonic and a romantic relationship is basically um that you're potentially having sex with them or 
uh, being romantic with them in different ways because not everybody likes to have sex. Um, so I don't want to limit a specific group by saying that. So I think, and I'm still learning how to do this, the best way to set boundaries is by saying what you want from the beginning. And what does that look like? Okay, boom. You say um, you meet somebody and you're romantically interested in them. I'm not going to limit this to men or women and do that. Be like, hey, yo, like I really am digging your vibe. I'm really interested in you and I would love to get to know you better. Or I would love to take you on a date sometime. And you don't have to completely spill your guts then. Of course, you know, do it on whatever timeline you think is best. But, you know, as you get in further, maybe you're a fifth date person, right? This is a lot of, this is a big cliche that was used back in 90, early 2000s that I specifically remember. On the fifth date, you invite the guy up and y'all have sex. That's what I remember for the most part. So on the fifth date, you could be like, hey, I think... I'd really like to discuss, you know, what you want in the future or like what you see for us. And then from there, that's where you set boundaries, because when you ask somebody if they're on the same page as you, it's only going to go one of two ways. They're either going to disregard the question and try to go a whole separate route that's unrelated, or they're going to give you a straight answer. So, for example, um... This guy asked me, he was like, what do you want from me? And I was like, honestly, just looking for a friends with benefits right now. Okay, what does a friends with benefits look like? That looks like somebody I can hang out with, but maybe from time to time we hook up or we cuddle or we're just there for each other in a romantic way. But that does not mean that we're in a relationship, right? Right. So I could have multiple friends with benefits if you'd like, or if you prefer that it's just us, then say that. So you have to be very intentional with the questions that you ask um, within your platonic and romantic relationships. And in platonic relationships, these are just as important. So if you express, if you feel like that, you can't fully connect with your friend because they're not doing a certain thing, talk to them about it. People are human. Like, I don't understand why we are so scared of other humans. Because, at the, like, we all do the same thing. We all go to go pee, we all shit, we all shower, we all cry, we all get mad. So why are you so scared of another human? Like, you should not be scared to go and ask somebody what they want from you because they're definitely not scared to ask you for it. They're not scared to use you. They're not scared to manipulate you. So go ahead and ask them as soon as you feel like you're ready and be ready for you know, whatever the consequences are. If that person tells you that they don't want what you're offering, drop them. There's so many people in the world, bro, like, we don't have time to be stuck on one person because they can't get over the hump of one particular thing because there are so many other people who are willing to put up with so many other, not put up, but understand and like meet our needs in so many different ways than that one person is that one person is going to hold you back if you want them to so that's what I say about boundaries um what else separating the artist from the art or not um so I believe that okay so I'll start this by saying from my perspective I am an artist right I write poetry 
which means that in a sense, I create content from my perspective. So all of my poetry that I write is from my personal experiences. So there is no way that I can separate my art from who I am because I'm writing about my experiences. And more particularly, people always um, say this question and ask this question in terms of like musicians. Musicians literally writing raps and music is the exact same as writing poetry. So you're telling me that you're writing from your exact experience. And so in that manner, you cannot separate your art from your politics, your art from your opinions, because you're putting your opinions in your art. Like, there's no way to separate that. So for me, it just doesn't make sense. Like, I just don't think that you can separate the art from the person. Um, Because people are just simply using art as an outlet to reflect what they experience or reflect what they think so that people can further understand them, right? If, if going back to the quote earlier about Picasso saying what he said about everything that you imagine is real, that's his opinion. So everything that he imagines, he can put into his art, right? And so then that he creates what he imagines, therefore it becomes real. So there's no way that he can separate his art from himself because he's putting his opinion into his art. Um, so that's what I think about that. Uh, other things people were talking about um, reading more. I would love to hear about what y'all have been doing during quarantine um, to just keep afloat, I guess. Um, what y'all are thinking about the future, what y'all are thinking is going to happen. Um, we'll be back in maybe a week or two i'm gonna do another generational differences episode with my mother and my grandmother um, my mother was born in the 70s and my grandmother in the 50s so that'll be a very interesting discussion to talk about um so yeah i hope that y'all are staying safe staying inside even though some states are opening up i encourage you if you're not going to work to just stay home write it out we're all doing this um you know, that's basically all I got. I'm going to go back to drinking my drinks and having a great graduation weekend. So I will see y'all later. Peace.